back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back into the Dump Pun Hour. I am Harrison Arns on the ones and twos. The morning, Pierce Snell, host as always, in studio with me. And uh, as we're talking about the college football playoffs, Florida State gets shown the door. Michigan, unfortunately, draws Alabama. Real quick, do you see that video of the Michigan players realizing they drew Alabama? They're sick. They're like, oh, they're hoping for Florida State. For sure. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I think that would be the better game. Could be an interesting game. The problem is, it's like, out. It's just bizarre, right? Because even if you didn't think Alabama was better than Georgia, I think most people went into that game thinking like Nick Saban's going to find a way. You're still dealing with Nick Saban. It's Georgia and Alabama. You never know. Exactly. That that game and the Iron Bowl, you never know what – they should have lost the Iron Bowl. And the Red River showdown, which, hey, what do you know? Texas loses to Oklahoma in a close one. I don't even, I, I honestly, Those are I close never, games. I, I never really paid to watch that game. Like it just. It's always a 40-point game, it feels like. I think the only time I really watched that game when Baker uh, was at Oklahoma. That was it. I think that was the only time. Other than that, I don't even pay attention to Like, I just don't. It's usually pretty. It, it's a, it's a, to your point, it's, it's a rivalry for, game that's always close, right? But they all, it's like oh, when it's Nebraska always plays 40, Iowa. 50. Like, it, it's, it's a shootout. Literally. Mm-hmm. I guess, like, okay. No. I'm, it's like, Big 12 for you, though, right? You'll get into those shootout games where it doesn't feel like a whole lot of defense is being played. But I want to ask you this, right? Because we're, we're talking about the conferences. Obviously, we know where the college football playoffs ranks the SEC in terms of the conferences. Because okay. you just had an undefeated 13-0 and team, and you said, nah, not good enough. Sorry. Mm-hmm. If we're ranking these Power 5 conferences, just this season, not overall, obviously, just this season, who, in your opinion, was the number one conference with the top-to-bottom best teams? So you not pro- just top-heavy. You, 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 I, w- I would probably say the SEC. SEC? I would, I would say so. Okay. If I'm factoring in the, the strength of some of those teams, I, it just feels like the SEC gets so weak down there. I'm going to go... I think, honestly, top to bottom, I'm going to go Pac-12. This season, Pac-12 is good. No. <laughs> Give it, me your two. I'm, I'm going to actually pull up all these conferences, and we'll look at the teams my and their two, standards. My two, I, I would say... Because I'm looking at it as like, okay, when they go up against a certain type of style, mm-hmm. which like, is hard to do when you're ranking conferences. I don't, play I don't, each other. I don't, I don't think that the Pac-12 and the Big 12 really have, other than other than maybe a couple university, uh, other schools, um, within them, certain certain schools can play defense and that that are you know decent enough to keep up with certain stuff. Um, so you, your number one was the SEC, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, my number one was Pac-12. Washington, 9-0. Oregon, or excuse me, thir- we'll have to go overall here. 13-0. Oregon, 11-2. The two losses were to Washington. Mm-hmm. Arizona, who's on the come up, 9-3. Uh, Oregon State, 8-4. Utah, 8-4. USC, 7-5. UCLA, 7-5. You don't get to a losing record until you get to Washington State at 5-7 and seven and three teams to follow. Okay. Going to the SEC here. Um, as I gotta pull these up on my phone because this computer is just struggling in here. Uh, while you th- while, while I get this, think about think about that number two. So, SEC, 
Alabama, obviously, overall 12 and 1. Mississippi, 10 and 2. LSU, 9 and 3. Texas AM, 7 and 5. Auburn, 6 and 6. Um, then, obviously, on the other side of that, Georgia, 12 and 1. Missouri, what was Florida? okay. Florida uh, came in at a whopping 5 and 7. Tough year really? for Florida. Yep. I thought they were a lot better than that. Missouri, uh, out of the SEC East, really Georgia, Missouri, and Tennessee were the best teams. So, I mean, you can you have a fair argument for the SEC because you still got Alabama, Mississippi, LSU. LSU didn't have a great defense, but we talked about it. Uh, their quarterback's incredible. That offense sure. is still an incredible offense. Yeah. So, I'll give you – you know what? I'll, that's fine. You can take <laughs> SEC, but I, I still like the Pac – I was impressed by the Pac-12 this year. Uh, with, with you saying that, I – I might put the Pac-12 at two. Yeah, I think Arizona surprises people a lot because you don't think of them as a football school, but I'm uh, Arizona. They've, on they've way been they've been they've been sneaky for yeah. a, a little a little. Herm didn't have them terrible. They were okay. They were mm-hmm. decent. Um, after that, you can probably put the Big Ten. I would probably between that uh, put up the ACC. I'm not too sure. So you got Pac-12, SEC, Big Ten. Yeah, then ACC, then Big 12 last. Okay, I'm right there with you. Um, let's go to the American Athletic Conference, the ACC, leading that one. Because got... Duke, was, Duke was pretty good. I think they finished uh, decent. I know they started off hot. Duke, yeah, they came, They were ranked um, a lot earlier before. So you had Florida State, obviously the one that Thirteen and zero. Sorry about it. You're not getting in. Yikes. Louisville, obviously, they played in the championship. Ten and three. NC State, nine and three. Georgia Tech, six and six. Virginia Tech. Uh, some of the bigger names: Clemson, eight and four. UNC, eight and four. Duke, seven and five. Miami, seven and five. It's not a bad conference. No, there's that, that's not a conference where I look at. I'm like, oh my god, there's no one in there. Notre Dame is uh, still independent, correct? Yeah, Notre Dame's independent. Army, I don't understand Navy. that. Notre I don't. Dame. I don't understand how you're independent, but for basketball, you're an ACC. Don't get it. The football is just TV deals, right? Like uh, they they have this monop. They can because they control so much power. Because Notre Dame football still sells, and they understand if we can own our and we don't have to sign our rights to. We're good. It. Yeah, because yeah. big enough brand, they can say uh, they can give the middle finger, unlike <laughs> a lot of other schools. So that's why they only. That's why they do it. It's just money. It's like you control all the rights now. You get all the numbers. You don't have to go. Based on what the conference wants. So basketball is the only sport where they can have ACC on their jerseys and stuff like that. That's just not as much of a moneymaker. I think I, I think it's really just money. It's like football makes us more money. We're big enough in football to where we don't have to join a conference. Basketball, you can't say that about Notre Dame basketball. You know, they're not a Duke, Gonzaga. Man, I almost said Creighton. Oof. Oof. Did you watch that game Sunday? I was at the game. Oof. <laughs> I wasn't. I was working. Uh, it was fine. It was fine until the second half started. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna say this. Like, I'm not hitting the panic button. Creighton's a good team, but what were you most disappointed in? Um. And then we'll go on the positive side after that. Because I still, I'm still up on this Nebraska team making the tournament. Like they didn't have like a person that can just like get a bucket. Yeah, it was Casey in the first half. Like, like they, you said. they were, they were, they were just you know standing on the outside. Taking a lot of you know low percentage shots. It's like okay, if y'all if y'all not hitting the three, you know, penetrate mid range, you know, floater. I understand mm-hmm. they got you know Paul Brenner. Is that fifty five? The Big East Player of the Year. The Creighton's defense Big Five. Is that fifty five? Yeah, oh, he was nice. He he could shoot. I'm like, how is he getting open shots consistently? Him and uh, they had another. Uh, Tall guy. It was five and fifty-five. Those two dudes. I understand. Okay, maybe I'm mixing Kalkbrenner up because he's he's their big five rim protector center. 
I under, I understand that. Still, no. like I said, drive floaters, uh, mid range shots, and everything like that. Get go, get get yourself, you know, going and everything like that. Um, I feel like early on, early in the first half, their transition basketball was good to where they were running and pushing it and scoring. And then second half started, and they just it just wasn't it wasn't the same. Yeah, and uh, we do have Ted sums it up pretty perfectly because this is what you see. Even at the highest levels, it was a bad shooting night for Nebraska mm-hmm. and a fabulous shooting night for Creighton, and it really was. They yeah. damn near shot 50% from the three-point range, and we hit one out of 11. That's a perfect storm kind of game. And remind, Remember when the Warriors got the best um, record, overall record through it's the regular the season? There was, that was the year where the Lakers had one of their worst records ever in Lakers history, uh, and that was one of their six losses. Or it wasn't even maybe even less of that. I think it was six losses what they had for the record, but yeah. And all it was was Lakers were shooting lights out about 50% from three, and the Warriors were shooting an abysmal like 15%. Literally. So, it, it, like I said, first half, very energetic. It was in it. And then, like I said, probably like three, four, three, four minutes into the second, and I was just like, oh, this, this, this got out of hand fast. Yep. And that's Creighton. Uh, that's, that's what they're going to do. If they're making threes, they're, they're going to keep taking them, and that's a – really hard team to beat that's a march madness team going deep in the tournament if they're on like that if they're missing that's a first round exit because Mm -hmm. that thing comes to a grinding halt because they really only have one guy in trey alexander that can drive 23 the guy that was quick flying at the rim he had a nice one-handed dunk i think it's 23 yeah yeah took it baseline i was like yep yep trey alexander he is their playmaker right he's the guy that can drive penetrate he had a decent night like he wasn't it wasn't anything spectacular. He but. doesn't do it. I don't think he, he's really just cutting it up inside, like just penetrating, giving guys like Baylor Shireman, who had 24. He was one of the guys really lightening it up for Creighton. But that's what they live by. But if they're not making those three-point shots, it's pretty easy to defend Trey Alexander. Mm-hmm. You get in front of him, and uh, he's because you're not really worried about the three-point shots as much. And that's a game where they're making shots. You have to close out really hard on them. That opens everything up inside for Kalkbrenner and Trey Alexander. And then you have... The entire Creighton team seems like they're all three-level scores, when in reality, it's just a three-point shooting team based around Kalkbrenner and Trey Alexander. <laughs> For real. Like, that's really what it comes down to. If, he, if Trey Alexander um, isn't having a good night, they struggle. If their three-point shots aren't going in, they're struggling, struggling a lot. The three-point shot is everything to them. That's how they, when they lost to Colorado State, who's a good team, that's how they only dropped 48. I'm just like, where's the mid-range? Like, you don't... It doesn't exist for Creighton. That's <laughs> Once Doug McDermott left, mid-range was dead. <laughs> Because uh, he was he was that mid range killer. But, uh, I'm like that's an easy Dougie. that's an easy to you know what I'm saying it's a it's a it's a higher chance percentage shot and everything like that and that can get you going and everything like that. Oh, like, 100%. That, that can start your game necessarily. Pump fake, drive right by, get the big dudes into foul trouble and everything like that. But just kind of get that going to allow teams that where they gotta respect it and everything like that. And uh, you've seen it on the opposite end. Like anytime that. Creighton will pump fake like Nebraska was in the air. Like, yeah. Just create that, you know, in the mid-range. And then, you know, okay, if you hot, your shot's going and everything like that, then maybe some of those shots outside, you know, will go down and everything like that. But, yeah, it just wasn't their night from from, from deep. Obviously, yeah. one for 11. I'll give them credit, right? You're one for 11, you didn't keep taking them. Like, it could have been even worse, which is hard to think of. But if you're one for 11, the shots aren't falling – like, yeah, maybe you're able to rattle on a few, bump your, but you're probably still going to keep that cold shooting night. Mm. But yeah, the mid range always kills me when I hear people not wanting to take that because I'm like, go ahead and just start naming the greatest players of all time Kobe, mid range, LeBron, mid range, Dirk, 
mid-range. Kyrie. They all have an excellent mid-range shooter to get them going. Every single one of those guys. Floater, mid-range. Mellow. It it don't matter. So it's just like. Kevin Durant, mid-range killer. But it's like. (laughs) Come on. It's like it's automatic. Like, I I think necessarily once, you know, they leave the college um, level two, going to pro and everything like that, if you don't have a mid-range, like, it's like it's a problem. Uh, Yeah. Because like we said, like that's that's how Creighton's gonna lose games. So three, like that's that's basically it. Because they, that's one of their weaknesses this year that I've been seeing is like last year, they had a lot more guys that could attack the rim, and Colk Brennan was getting more than nine, eleven, fifteen points a game, which is pretty much where he's been at until obviously we ran into him. But this year his numbers aren't that high because they're just they're winning games on threes. Like there's no guys that he was getting so many points by people just driving in having the spacing with the three-point shooters and flipping it up to Kalkbrenner. Now they just got one guy to get in front of and then Kalkbrenner on the roll. And if three-point shots aren't falling, easy to close out on guys that can't drive and kick. So it's going to be interesting, though. We'll we'll get off that. It was a tough loss for Nebraska basketball. Nowhere near the panic button, though. I still think think they'll be be fine. Oh, yeah. They'll be okay. Well, you can't talk about right. It's just an unfortunate perfect storm. It was just extra unfortunate because it was against your rival Mm -hmm. at home. But you know what? We did the same thing to them last year at their place, and it looked even worse for Creighton because they were had all the, I think Nebraska coming into that game had like 20 some percent chance to win it, and we shut them down. And that place was dead quiet. <laughs> and if you call yourself a basketball school, you can't be losing to Nebraska basketball, at least at that point in the year. But we'll throw the break here. Dump on hour with the morning personnel. Don't go anywhere. One more segment left.